Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. My guest this evening, and it is this evening in a warm, sticky Melbourne, Australia. Summer is well on the way here. My guest is a fellow Power Voice Summit speaker and entrepreneur. Lisa George has a huge passion for being for unapologetically living life on her own terms and chasing after a goal with an immense hunger for the hustle. Lisa Yolanda George, or Lisa G to her friends and clients, and I'll definitely be calling her Lisa G today, I can tell you that, is a motivational speaker, publicist, entrepreneur, and philanthropist whose values are integrity and authenticity, something I really align with, and helps to raise the vibration of love in the world. As a founder and CFO of not one, but two successful businesses, connecting you to PIR Corp and Crutch Goals Corp, Lisa combines her motivational skills with her entrepreneurial talents to elevate others. Lisa G, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome to you to the show. How are you? I am great. It's a pleasure to be with you. I've been wanting to be on your show for a long time. We've been back and forth on it for a while, haven't we? A couple of reschedules, but none of that matters because we are here right now and right. we're going to get stuck into it. And and as we always do, you know, you're an entrepreneur, truly, not, not one, just two, but two businesses. And I know you have many other things going on as well. And the reason, you know, this show exists is to pull back that curtain on entrepreneurship, which is often seen as quite glamorous. Um, and quite uh, sparkly, and uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me in saying it's not all it's not all roses and um, and sweet things. No, it's not. No. So tell us how did how did you get started in the world of business, and a bit more about what you do in business with your businesses. You know, the funny thing is, as a young child, I always thought that I would not be in business. As a matter of fact, I've probably declared I will never be in business. But I've, as we now know, business operates in everything that we do, right? So my parents are both entrepreneurs. My dad is an engineer. My mom owned a daycare center, and they're both immigrants to America. They came from Grenada. So I believe that I have, that's where I got the entrepreneurial spirit from. I went uh -huh. to school. Thought I wanted to be a doctor, but did not want to be a doctor. And thankfully, paid attention along the way. Not, it wasn't a straight path, but I paid attention to all the nudges that said, this is where you want to go. And in 16 years ago, I took that leap. It was that leap. It was scary, but I took the leap and started the public relations firm at that time. And that's the short story. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Raiders Digest version, as they say. Was there a specific thing 16 years ago that made you make that leap or was it just a journey that came together over a, a long time? You know, that was that was probably when the knocks were the loudest, you know, and then things started happening because, you know, you get a you get a you stumble on a stone because you're not paying attention. Then you stumble on a rock because you're not paying attention. Then all of a sudden you fall on a cliff. You know, that's kind of how it goes. And yeah. I remember yeah, I a friend of mine at the time. When I talked about it again, she said, you know, you've been talking about this for a long time. You can't keep doing this. And another thing that she said to me that was really good is, you know, a lot of times we think there's safety with working for other people. But there's not really because at any moment something can happen to that company and you know, a bunch of people could be laid off and not even just because of something like where we, what we are in right now with the pandemic, but anything can happen. So we think there's safety, but there's not really, right? And another thing he also said was, 
because I think I think there was probably some times when I thought about getting something else because maybe you think, well, maybe I need to get a different job that's going to make me really excited. And she said, it will take you just as much energy to get another job as it would for you to start your business. And so that and a couple of other nudges, like I said, and stop, you know, stomping up the toes. I just took that leap and it was really scary, but I did it. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, the first two months after I did it, I was kind of in shock, literally. I was just, I literally felt it was like an out-of-body experience. And I was just kind of looking at myself like, wait, are you really doing this? And then I started moving after two months. Mm, that's very interesting. I can resonate with that as someone who's recently done it. Um, the shock value, it's its like, wow, I've, I've really, I've actually really done it now. And I actually, actually do have all this freedom, actually do have to manage my own schedule. Can be a bit nail biting at first, doesn't it? Isn't it until you manage to dial that that schedule in and and get it fixed out and figure out, you know, what time should I be getting up? How many breaks should I be having? All these things seem really simple and and, and, and like pretty basic on the face of it, but um, they're, they're not, I don't think. When you're left to your own devices and when you've been so long in a job where it's like, okay, well, this is what time I get up because that's an hour or two hours before I have to be at the job. And this is what time I get home. And that really predicates the rest of the time that I have left of the day. And therefore, the kind of the rest of the day, the way the day plays out for me. Whereas when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's like, okay, well, the time's yours now. The schedule's yours. And, and you know, it's easy to feel a little bit of pressure on you in that space, I think. Um to, to, to perform and to excel. So 16 years ago, I so 16 years in the game, you, you've got you got a lot more skin than than I have in the game. So tell me about some challenges along the way. I'd imagine there've been many. It's a space where everyone learns from the challenges. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear some of yours in that in that 16 years. You know, honestly, I did an interview yesterday, and I, when I thought about it, the biggest challenges are usually me. I mean, you know, because because as you know, we're both in some of the mindset, say mind groups, and it's just me, just me getting out of my own way, me not believing that I can do this or whatever. So, because the the skill is the skill, and if you have the skill, you have the skill. Now, if you have to acquire something new, okay, but if you have the skill, you have the skill. So, what I notice, if I were to be honest, which I am, again, is that it's just me getting out of my way. You know, what don't I believe? And not now, not so much now. Now I'm pretty solid. But back then, over the years, what am I not believing I can do? And what am I not fully coming to the table with? And people have always believed in me. And so there were some times, I can't remember who said it, but basically I would just listen to the words that people said and say, said and say and believe it and then step more into myself. But honestly, the biggest challenge I would say would be me getting out of my own way. Mm, yeah yeah i agree with that I, I once heard a saying a quote that said the biggest many the biggest enemy you'll ever face in life is you you know and, and that's that is really that really is true because if you if you can block out all the other stuff or the external stuff then it's just it's just you it's you you have to deal with it's only you and it's your responsibility particularly when you are the owner and operator of your business to to you know Take that ownership, take that responsibility. It's, it's your fault when things don't work out. It, it's your fault when perhaps um, things do work out as well, though. So there's, there's pressure either side, isn't there, from that? And, and yeah, the, the greatest enemy you will ever meet 
is you and uh conquering that and being a peace and a happy and a joy with yourself is a is a space where you want to be but like any journey in life it takes a while to get there i think you know associated with that i'll say is 16 years later so you probably see this is getting people to believe that you're working you know because people call and go what are you doing working and that kind of goes on a lot you know i have a he's now 18 year old son and he's pretty good at it but with respecting the time but he would come hey mom and he just start talking now of course depending on if you come from after school or whatever i give allowance for that but again it's just really funny how people just don't really see you as working because you work from home so but that ties back into being getting out of your own way and my myself being the challenge because then i have to know these are the boundaries that i must set so make sure you set your boundaries jake yeah set them yeah <laughs> been learning all about that setting the boundaries and um, particularly I can imagine you know I don't have children um, but it must be an additional challenge in that regard because you know you love them you care for them you nurture them you, you brought them into the world and you want them to do well in the world and particularly you know when they've when they when they want to speak to you and, and you want your attention you don't want to not give them that but nice. there's the other side of it that you know you've got stuff to do here the stuff's got to be done. A lot of the time, there's perhaps no one else to get the stuff done. And actually, you know, mom's got to get the stuff done because she's providing for you here, right? You know, this this work is paying the bills, you know. So it's 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 kind of intertwined and in, interconnected. And, yeah, I can just uh, only imagine that that must present its own series of problems and challenges in, in, a, in, a, in a kind of distraction sense, if I can say that. Yeah. But you know what it does? It also helps you with your time management because I want to – I've always said I want to be a good business person, family member, but also in the family sense, a good mother. So it just forced me to be really good and have a hard stop time for, so when he came back from school, we would have our time, you know? And yeah, that I I noticed that really quickly when he came on board. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you, you have the PR business and you also have, Crush, Crush Goals Corp, which is a fantastic name for a company, isn't it? Crush Goals Corp. You did quite well to, to get that name. I'm surprised someone hadn't already snapped it up. <laughs> well, it's I Crush Goals, yes, because you can say it, I Crush Goals. Right, got it. Yeah, yeah. As in, you can say that right now, I Crush Goals, because you're... All right, well, I do, yeah, I do Crush Goals, and I Crush Goals, yeah. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah. So the PR, yes, yeah. go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. So the PR company is what I started 16 years ago, and that's the intersection of nonprofits and companies with good hearts. Like, because I'm sure you're seeing that now with what you're doing, because there are companies who want to give back, and there are also celebrities that want to give back. And there's a story with that. But basically, right. what I do on a regular is just merge those three. So raising awareness for something, breast cancer, HIV awareness, like what you're doing. Then there'll be companies that might want to sponsor that campaign, celebrities that want to lend their name or actively be in, and or actively be involved. And so there've been a lot of campaigns created, either produced by my company or co-produced throughout the years. And some of them are several years in, and there's that's really, really fun. And then I've also done publicity for high-profile individuals and people who need assistance with their public relations efforts yeah wonderful and uh, you're right in what you say there's when you 
you know, I do do some charity work with my own charity, Mission Rainwater. And when you dive into that space and, and you go in with clear, good intentions and let people know what their intentions are and, of course, what you're doing, what your cause is, it is amazing how many people come back to you and want to give back. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, of course, many ways people can do that, particularly if – and I'm not always talking about the financial sense here. There's a lot more to that, particularly if – if people already, um, you know, have are known and, and have some level of notoriety, then it could just be having them on board and, and attaching their name to the project and them saying they're behind it, particularly on the platforms that are so at mass available to us these days, you know, social media platforms that can really give your your project, your charity, the things you're working on a really big boost very quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it just shows how, because a lot of times it's kind of hard to see the good in the world. So those times, like with what you're doing, what I do, it just serves as a great reminder that there is really goodness. And I think actually more goodness in the world than the other stuff. I would agree with you there, Lisa. Absolutely. I think there is more good in the world. It's the way that, uh, and this is part of the reason why I don't, I don't, um, I don't watch too much TV really. Well, I don't watch TV at all, but I don't. What I'm trying to say is I don't um, digest news and media at scale because a lot of it is just negative. And, and I understand why that is from the news, you know, from the news court point of end, because that's what sells, right? It's shocking. It, it just has to be first. It's not always 100% truthful. It's not always 100% right, but it's first, right? And that's what's shocking. That's, you know, the headline that is shocking sells. So. I understand how it works, but um, I think that the reason I do understand slightly how it works is the same reason that I kind of step back and stay away from it and, and involve myself in groups like we have, you know, Thinking Into Results, the Power Voice program. Um, there's lots of other people out there that are reaching and striving for great things and doing good things in the world. And when you surround yourself with them and they, they want you to do good as well, then it, it only magnifies what you're doing and, and brings it around quicker and up to speed quicker. Yeah, yeah. I always say the world is like the Matrix. Have you seen that? Is it the, well, it's three movies now, right? The Matrix. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've definitely seen the Matrix, the first one. A Matrix Reloaded. So I'm not sure if that was the second or the third one. It was some time ago, but of course I remember the film. It's it's an unforget unforgettable one, right? A cult classic as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I always say that I believe the world, our world, is just like that. Just like what you just described, where. Because there's all this, oh, almost 8 billion of us here, but there's different parts of the matrix. And what is a program? So are you in the negative program or the positive? Or just, you know, just even the types of things that you're doing. Because who would believe that there's such a thing as what we're involved in with the power voice and the thinking? I keep saying thinking rich. Lately, that's what I've been saying, thinking rich. Uh, <laughs> it's just another thing. <laughs> but yeah, so I think this is a... The matrix that's what our world feels like to me in many aspects yeah yeah i can understand that and it's like you know you plug into this this big thing um which you could identify as yes as, as social media you know if you just count it as one thing and you and you download all this information from it um and you're you're given this information that you you don't always know what the source is you don't always know on the face of it if it's real true and honest um but because it's given to you at so much scale, sometimes it becomes your belief, you know. Right, right. And, and therefore can come, <clears throat> you know, if you soak yourself right up in it, can you become your reality as well? So I can see what you mean about <coughs> about the matrix. 
So, um, so pretty. Can I snatch your mic? Go for it. Take it. <laughs> I, saw, I was watching you on Prativa's show the other day. Five years, huh? Since I moved to Melbourne. Yeah, since I moved to Melbourne, correct, yeah. So is it five or is it all <laughs> five? Five. Five. It was five on October 15th last month. Okay. Happy fifth. Thank you. So do you think you'll stay longer? It's a good question. Um, my what I'm actually working towards is living for, and I've been working towards this for a long time now. Living here for part of the year, and then living in the UK for part of the year as well, because it, I really do love Melbourne. I love Australia. Um, I do really believe it's it's one of, if not the most beautiful and best country in the world. That's why I love to live here. The environment's great, but you miss your family, of course, and my family are so far away, and there's been no year. Um, you know, you would have seen that on Pratibha show the way I expressed that. No year, but this, have, have I, you know, missed my family more, to be honest? And I think that's something to do with the fact that I just can't go and see them. It will, it's certainly not simple to. And it's funny, isn't it, when the right. choices get taken away from you that um, you you desire them more. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, to answer it in short, I'd like to be living here for part of the year and there for part of the year, which 2020 has made that a little bit difficult, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely moving towards it, that's for sure. Yeah. So what strong part or what strength have you seen come out or have you seen that since with, with your being there without your family? It's mm. a good question. Well, you know, my family are always great and very supportive and available. Um, but there's times, you know, there's a time, time zone difference, of course. You know, I'm usually awake for a large part while they're asleep. And... Right. To that end, of course, you've got, you know, friends and stuff like that, but it's your family you really want to consult and ask about some things that are personal too. So, you know, self, self-reliance, self-dependency, mental resilience. Yeah. Um, these are all, these are some of the main skills that come to mind when you ask that question, for sure. Being able to depend on you and rely on you. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Okay, I'll give you back your mic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. I like the way you turned that around. That was awesome. Now tell me, tell me about some big wins and triumphs you've had in businesses. Moments that you know you really hold prestigious in your mind that stuck out to you. You know, the, the biggest moments are usually not what people would think they might be. So, you know, I remember once there was a we brought several sponsors together. It was in Chicago. Brought several sponsors, several nonprofits, several companies, and. Put on the it's a celebrating life celebrate celebrating life event for some women and they I forget the politically correct word but uh, so associated with substance use and they just had challenges related to that maybe mental challenges and just things because sometimes when you're going through certain types of I don't want to say illnesses because there is HIV awareness as well but it you know it is a disease there are mental challenges that come with that so we brought I produced this event that involves entertainment and a comedian and Mac sponsored it. So all the women got makeovers and bags and there was food and we never run out of food, but this time there were so many people that RSVP'd or actually probably didn't RSVP and came that we did run out of food. And so the the win with associated with that or just a few women coming up, up to me, I'm usually low profile at the events but people came up to me and thanked me so much for making them feel really really good for just a few hours and that was huge you know even though 
you know, Mac had sponsored several events. So one would think, okay, that's a huge win, and it is. And Walgreens is also a long-term sponsor, and that is a win. And having celebrities involved, yes, that is a win. And just even success, successfully putting on the event. But again, the biggest win for me was just having these women come up and just say thank you so much. And it was just probably three or four hours, but that that though that's a win. And then that would be repeat itself with different events through time. You know, people coming back for test results or getting their uh, their disease management under control because they came back and it was because of an event that I put on that helped bring them back and connect them to resources. Those are the wins for me. Mm, yeah, yeah, huge wins. And I, I like the way you said that, you know, it, it's fantastic to have big name sponsors on board for an event. Of course it is. You know, but it's, it's what does the, what does the event, what value does the event actually bring to the people that yeah. you're purposing it for? And not yeah. just in the short term, it seems like there was some obviously some long-term value in that as well so yeah it's yeah. it's 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 your why isn't it it's the why for what you do yeah not, and not, I, not things happen along the way there's the trust factor too that's another ongoing win because people really trust me and sometimes i really just have to sit down and go wow you know whether it's clients sponsors a lot collaborators partners just coming back again and again and they usually don't ask a lot of questions because my work speaks for them itself and they say that as well they'll just okay Lisa, and it's like they want to rush me off the phone because they know it's going to be great and so just knowing that that trust is there that's a, just a huge win because trust can't be bought right so that's a win and then those private moments that i do have because i you know i am i am a fan in some instances with high profile individuals so just having a moment to just sit and talk to them as humans those are the wins mm -hmm. the impact the trust factor and then those private moments and then of course me stretching into myself yeah yeah of course because i would say the learning is in the journey yeah. uh, you know the learning is inside the journey of what you do and sometimes yeah. you you often i mean really never in, in speaking from experience myself here when you're in something you're wrapped up in it, you're working hard on it, it might be a project, you know, you've been putting a lot of time and effort into it and there's been a lot of moving parts to make it happen. When you're actually doing it, you're wrapped up in it. You're just focusing on getting it done, getting it finished or, you know, moving on to the next section of, of getting it complete. And it's not until you take a bit of time away from that that you actually realise, you know, take some time for reflection. You, you realise what you learn inside the journey that you went through to actually get it done. Yeah. And you're going to see that and you're probably you're going to see more. I'm sure you're seeing it already with your mission. And you're going to see more. And I can't wait to hear about it and read it. Thanks for your support. I really appreciate it. It's something that's very close to my heart. And, um, you know, um, just quickly, just I'd like to go into it. You know, anyone who doesn't know is watching what we're talking about. Mission Rainwater, the charity that I founded and have been working with, co-founded actually with Dwayne Heath, I must say that. Back in January, we've given over 70 families throughout Australia now, um, the gift of running water who had it taken away by the terrible bushfires in, in Australia this year. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a cause very close to my heart. And as a plumber, it's, you know, just giving that time, my time and skills to people that, that need it, you know, going out there and installing these tanks and, and plumbing systems and showers. And, you know, we, we rebuilt a few sheds and stuff as well for farmers. So um, yeah, it's, it's thanks for your support. I do, do appreciate it. It's always a, um, Always nice to hear when people see what you're, see what you're up to when you're helping others and that, that they're behind it as well. Yeah, you know, it's always interesting. I'll just say one thing to 
about what you're doing because it's pretty much out of the limelight now, right? Because first there was that intense focus around the world. And so then one would think, oh, everything's okay now, but just hearing what you're saying and just even thinking, well, it makes sense that there's still residual stuff and just things that need to go on. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You know, the bushfires came, they were really bad in January, and then they flowed into uh, kind of a little bit of February as well. Some are even later in different parts, but uh, in Victoria, they were really bad in January. And then, of course, you know, COVID came and did just take that limelight, took over the news. And, and that what that's meant as fallout is that a lot of these people that still need the help have been forgotten about. But we are doing a lot of work now and we're getting some really great people behind us and on our side, really quite high, high profile record labels. And, and we've just got Gold FM, the biggest radio station in Australia at the moment with um, the Christiana O'Connell Breakfast Show, which is the biggest show in the country behind us. And they're working with us to to raise some funds so we're getting that certainly getting the the attention back which you know is is uh the new currency as we all know and back to the cause and what will that translate as it will just mean we can help more people which is why we do what we do so yeah the, you're right the limelight did get taken away and i think it's interesting because it, it wasn't just there the limelight got taken away from so many probably wonderful causes all around the world this year because all we've been hearing for a long long time in the news um, and, and, you know, it, of course, it does have its place and need to be covered somewhat, um, is, is the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Now, let's got to get into the word hustle here. You know, it's in a, a essential makeup of the, the title of this podcast, Hunger for the Hustle. Uh, I define hustle to be not having or wanting, not having the circumstances that you want, so going out and creating them. I'd love to know how you define hustle, Lisa. And, and what drives your, your hunger for it? So, you know, a lot of times with questions similar to that, it will always be about me, you know, because I, I think it's almost five or it's a little after five now. So what am I going to do with the rest of my day? Am I going to, what do I choose to do? Do I choose to be mediocre? Because that's going to be a choice. Or do I choose to be above that? Or what do I choose to be? And that goes back to what I said with the just making sure I stay out of my own way because there are things that I know I can do and then we know the ABC goals and which ones are you going after so for me the hustle is with myself clearing out whatever needs to be clearing out cleared out bust through those paradigms and that's on a daily basis when I think it's going to be gone and no here comes something else with a challenge and then it's okay hustle with yourself hustle with yourself and I believe as long as hustle I hustle really well with myself then I'll keep going up to the different levels. So that's what it's like for me. And it's crazy. Some days I have, because you know we do in thinking thinking into results, we have morning exercise and some days are really emotional. And then some days I just, I go through it and I'm learning the lessons, but I'm not crying, <laughs> you know? So, and I take that back to the hustle because then once it's cleared away, then you, you have an aha moment and another aha moment and you just keep going. So for me, the hustle and being hungry for it is all about me and, how much I really want to achieve before I leave. Because like Mr. Brown always says, rob the cemetery of your gifts. And I so intend to do that. There is a visual. I saw, it was a quote a couple of years ago, and I can never remember it. I have to find it. But this, it had this woman, the picture had this woman sliding into her grave, you know, with one shoe off and her wig was kind of flying. And it was just kind of, phew, you know, like I'm here. And that just was a picture of a really well-lived life. 
And I never forgot the picture. I forgot the quote, but I didn't forget the picture. That's how I want to leave here. I don't want to step into mine all nice and neat, you know, collar, you know, fixed well. And that would be evidence of a, a really well hustled life. So that's what I want. And that's Love my it. definition. Love it what you achieve before you leave right and, and it just says you know we should say you said it's coming up to five here just just to let the audience know we're talking and, and you'll know if you're watching live from america of course eastern time 5 a.m we're talking here we're not talking 5 p.m 5 a.m and lisa joined me here at 4 30 this morning so you know if that doesn't show your your keenness your hunger for the hustle then i i, I don't know what does quite frankly you know it's um Getting, uh, there's a saying that goes, early to bed and early to rise makes one healthy, wealthy and wise. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I believe that. I'm not going to say I always do it. I'd be lying if I said I got it right every day. Some days I'm a little off with it, but I, I truly believe it's right. You know, having that bit of time in the morning when you perhaps do have a lot going on and, uh, you know, a lot of us have real busy lives to not get distracted uh, and not, ha not have... Um, things particularly when you are easily distracted not mentioning right. any names <laughs> uh it's, it's good to have that bit of time in the morning where where the you know you're not you're not getting disturbed from what you're trying to get done yeah yeah hmm. you know we can be i can be and not anymore because and, and i say not anymore because again everyone who's watching jake and i were associated with power voice and thinking into results and we, we've been going through some crazy shifts, right, in a good way. But mm. noticed, especially after examining my actions, like, oh, geez, you are such a distraction to yourself, you know? So I would have to do certain things to not be that. So I love my place being clean. Make sure it's clean the night before, or else I'm going to want to, either want to because I really want to, or is it part self-sabotage? But I would, I'd mm. want to clean up, you know? So just put all the dishes away, wash them, put them away. You know, just, just whatever the things are to make the house look clean, I realized I had to do that the night before or else the next morning, the distraction. My bed, same thing. You know, just certain things and just, again, they're, they're external they're external distractions. They are real, but we can control most of those. So then just coming back to me. And that is so empowering when you know that, geez, all I have to do is change me. You know, that's empowering. It's, it's not easy. But it's it's doable and empowering. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's it's sort of what um, you know the training we've been going through. I'm in two, three months in now. That's half actually. Oh really? Um, yeah, it's about you're pretty earlier. It's about um, changing you, right? So you can get change your results, yeah. right? and realizing that the results you're getting are really down to you they're not down to the outside world at all um, yeah. and when you re when you realize that and take action accordingly and, and start to take responsibility and, and change you then then your results will change as well and i think can happen very quickly i've seen it happen very quickly um but it's something you have to keep on top of and consistent at because it's you know for for me and i'm sure you might agree with this i'm changing things here that have been ingrained in me for years and it's easy to slip back into them. So, yeah, it's really, again, it's really helpful to have the mastermind, the group, you know, people like yourself. And, and thank you, you know, for all the encouragement you're giving that group accountability and, and support to 
to make sure, you know, when, and I'm, I'm, honest, I'm honest in that group as I was last weekend, you know, before I had the time away, I said, look, guys, I'm slipping at the moment in here. Uh, that's how it is. You know, that's yeah. the reality, not, not sugarcoating it. Right. Uh, and, and the response I got was like, yeah, don't worry about it. It happens. It's life. Right. Go, go, go your time away, come back, relax, refresh, recharge. And I certainly did. And I think that's, that's important, isn't it? Do you think, Lisa, um, something we should definitely spend a little bit of time perhaps talking about here is having breaks and having time away, particularly as someone who, who is an owner and operator of one, if not two businesses and has other side projects going on, like having regular breaks and not just like working through your lunch all the time and neglecting you, neglecting what you eat, you know, just pedal to the metal all the time. That's like, that's that's what a lot of people do find, just, just hard work, but it, I think it's important to have the breaks and the time away sometimes from it all. Yeah. Well, I have to get better with the lunch because <laughs> I'll admit I, I I probably should just put that on my work on next list because I do eat through, or I should say I do, yeah, work through lunch. I do do that. That's not good. I'm going to pat myself. Not good at all. But, yeah, but I do, for the most part, have hard stops, and I'm very protective of my me time so friday evenings is me time and time with the family loved ones that's just my time and just even time with myself and so like my son knows that i will not move towards the phone unless it we can kind of tell because these days we have caller id and for the most part our calls are free like i have family in england and if it's line to line that's free canada mm -hmm. free this so we know the calls to take and then everyone else is just whatsapp so if it looks important then i'll call you know pick up the phone but it just taking that to the carving out time because we're so pulled and we're in this very interconnected world you know i'll get messages from the same person in my text and on facebook and whatsapp within 10 minutes sometimes and i know everyone's just kind of hyper and they will respond to this and want to share this but that's just too much to follow so and most of the things on my phone are silent or it's just, I turn the alerts off for most things because I just can't have that. It's just too much. But yeah, carving out time for yourself is really important and giving yourself grace. So I'm so glad that you took off and, you know, and went into the country, although you haven't shared pictures yet. Or was that picture with you in the boat? Was that in the country? Me in the, me in the boat? Yeah, yeah, that was out in the country, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's that that's yeah, really important to take out time for yourself because if we charge our phone, right? And probably at least once a day, if you're trying to keep it above a particular level, we take care of our car. And there are a lot of things that we take that we regularly maintain, but we're not necessarily taught or encouraged to do that with our bodies. And we should. Yes, yeah, I agree. It's a good good analogy, you know. It's uh Another one I heard is you can't run a petrol car with diesel. You know, right. you've got to put the right fuel in the engine. You've got to make sure it's well kept, well maintained, looked after, serviced. You know, again, the battery on that needs to be charged as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's a well-oiled well -oiled system. Like the body is the same. The mind is the same. has to be looked after in, in many respects. Yeah. Now, I'd love to talk about some of your goals, dreams, and aspirations. And that, that would be interesting to me because if you've been in business for 16 years, I'm sure there's an, a large amount of goals you've already hit. And, and perhaps, you know, 
the the aspirations for the business have evolved in time as as has the business but yeah some goals dreams aspirations for the future of your businesses so you know after having learned about the seagulls i realized that my goals the goals that i were go that i was that i was going after were not big enough and i knew that because we all know if, whether or not we pay attention to the little the voice whatever we know when we're not doing what we could right so i actually had a moment of oh my goodness a couple of weeks ago when i realized i've only been going after things that i could just easily pick up and, they, and I, they're cookie cutter for me because literally a lot of the things that I, a lot of campaigns that i work on are i can do them with my eyes closed and so thinking into results really had, it hit me hard when I worked on my seagulls and, and realized that I haven't been going after them, never have. And so that's now in my bullseye and it feels pretty good because I wrote out my seagulls, I've been going after them and along with that has come, and then that's in the personal and business space. And along with that has come some serious accountability and some serious Good gosh, I clean out of myself because you can do this because we know this, right? But if mm -hmm. we unless we do. And so on a regular, it's just just checking myself to make sure I'm doing them because there's this comfort zone in going after what we can do and doing what we can. And so staying away from that. And it's always been in front of us. Lisa Nichols says success leaves clues. We're just not picking them up. And people, mm -hmm. so people have always said, do the big projects first, right? And then that's probably what's in our seagull area. And so now that's what I do. And that's what I've been doing. And I reimagined my company. So connecting you two, because I used to, it was kind of split. I had a profit side and the, the not-for-profit side, but now I've merged them together, which was really exciting to me. So I can do what I've always been doing, but in the really big goal way. And oh my gosh, I, there are some announcements coming up that I can't wait to make. Yeah. <laughs> you know because i'm a publicist so sometimes people say that yeah. we're that we're so zip with certain things but yeah so i'm really excited about those but yeah there's really big personal goals and stretching myself and feeling kind of gangster with it you know just because now <laughs> it's not, <laughs> i'm not watching a movie like ooh, what is this person doing no it's me you know that's mm -hmm. doing these things and it's crazy and beautiful and scary and wild <laughs> yeah, awesome, and and uh, yeah, you are the star in your own movie, right? You're the, the uh, and you know, I, something I said in um in my speech actually, I'd hunger for the hustle. It's are you the lead role in the movie of, of your life, or or are you the stunt double? You know, are you the one that's taking lead in charge and is the star of the project, or are you the one that they just call in when they need a stunt doing? You know, and to take the knocks and the bumps and the bruises of life. I think it's important to take a step back sometimes and consider that and really take a look at it and uh, I, I feel you there when you said um, you know some things you have to keep tight-lipped on until they come out right. oh, and that's so hard because you always want to particularly you just want to tell some of the people closest to you and you're like nah I just got to tell no one because everyone's gonna everyone thinks you know that's the thing with keeping secrets right you or, or not even secrets but yeah i guess we'll use the word secrets in this respect you know whether they be business or plans or social or whatever you know surprises um you know you, you're like i'll tell one person i trust but everyone thinks that right so by the time you told one person they're going to tell one person they trust before you know it 10 people actually know yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how that's got in my experience so now i'm just like now nah, not telling anyone and uh and yeah just kind of 
I know it's happening, but put it to the back of put it to the back of my mind. If you have, sorry, go my, ahead. My mom always said every best friend has a best friend. So just think about that, right? So sometimes they don't even have evil intentions or evil is probably too deep. And then pillow talk is real too. So those are two ways that we know for sure that information is going to be shared. And so, yeah, just zip it. Yeah, zip it, keep it zip. <laughs> keep it zip, <Yeah>. son. <laughs> <laughs> if you have just joined us, this is the Hunger for the Hustle podcast and uh, more than happy to welcome you along the, on the show. I am talking to Lisa G. It is a little after, actually, it's bang on 5.20 a.m. where Lisa yeah. is joining me from. Remind me, Lisa, what city are you actually joining me from? Um, well, most people probably know Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in Marietta. Yeah. yeah. Suburb. Yeah. Got it, got it. So, yeah, you join, I'm live in Melbourne, and we are talking about entrepreneurship, hustle, um, what drives people's hustle and entrepreneurship to keep going and, and hitting their goals. Yeah, we're about to close out on the show, Lisa. But before we go, I would love for you to give me three hot tips out there to business owners, entrepreneurs, whether they're just getting started or they've already been going for a while. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get some uh, some insight from you, having done this for sixteen years. I'd say feel the fear and move anyway, and it's okay. It doesn't matter if you move slow, or I should say, if you crawl, walk, or run, but just move anyway because most fear is not real so just and it's okay to have fear so just move be scared but move anyway and to the best of your ability be true to yourself when you're true to yourself and you're in your authentic space you're probably going to be achieving the dreams and going after what it is that you want and the third one i would say is just have fun life honestly is really short uh i don't remember there's a one of the spaceships took off last week and I tend to fall, not last week, on Sunday. I follow a lot of their activities. And so I'm sure most of you have seen pictures from outer space. And in the grand scheme of things, our Earth is just one very small thing, or not small, but in the grand scheme of things and the many galaxies that go forever, it's just one little thing. And then we're one person on this one little thing. So time is short and so just have fun while you're going through it. Life can be hard. We have this pandemic and people have things going on. So yes, life will throw things at us, but have fun. So walk in fear and run in fear. Be yourself to the best of your ability and have fun. That's what I would say. Three great tips from someone who's already done it, guys. Take them, write them down, and uh, hey, run with them. And how about a uh, how about a book recommendation as well, Lisa? I would love to get a book recommendation from you. Um, I, I'd imagine you you read quite a lot of books. Why well, not as many? And don't tell. <laughs> We're supposed to read thirty. I, I got an accountability for thirty pages a day. I've got an accountability partner, so we're going to get up to that. But I did read this one, and you can see the librarians will probably be mad at me. It's the Power of Awareness, and I know I just want to make sure I get the title right. But it's the Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard, and that was a recommendation from John with the Thinking to Results group. Very, very good book, and so I would recommend that. It's a short book too, but yeah, it's, it's powerful. That's my recommendation. Wonderful, wonderful. Just remind me of the title again. It was by Neville Goddard and it was called? Yeah, The Power of Awareness by Power Neville. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got that on audio, audio somewhere, but haven't quite got around to 
listening to it yet. Yeah. Hmm. Did you get so Lisa, sorry, go ahead. You got the audio? Yeah, I got it on Audible. Yeah. Okay. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to get stuck into it. Just uh, finding the time to listen to it. So it can be a bit of a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And there's a difference between listening and just having it on and actually being able to give it the space to digest it, what I'm actually listening to, I think. Yeah. No, sometimes I do listen to because we don't always have the time, but I think it's okay. However, you, if you, as long as you're digesting it, right? So it's mm. okay. It is mm. fun to read. And I do love to read, but again, if we don't have time or then hey, listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you how you how you digest it, just as, as long as you're wanting to learn, then do it in a way that suits you and, and works with your schedule. Lisa. And you don't have libraries, you have for having books. <laughs> Sorry. No, I said, that Sorry, you I said by listening to it, you don't have various matters because I don't know if see, this book is really messed up, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, you've got to be careful. You don't want to upset them librarians, particularly if, if you like borrowing books. <laughs> so, Lisa, as we wrap up the show, where's the best place for people to find you if they want to connect with you? So next to my name, there is Carpen DMs and Stuff. And that's my speaker, that's socials and website associated with my speaker platform. So Carpin DMs and stuff, and there's a meaning with that, but we'll go into that some other time. So people can find me there. And there's a, my public relations company, which is connectingyoutube.com. And I believe we'll put that up afterwards, connectingyoutube.com, just as it sounds. And if you are looking for motivation from wonderful people who are always inspiring and sharing, iCrushGoals.com. Awesome. I've put those in the chat here so people can find you. Lisa, it's been wonderful to join me. It's been wonderful to share some time with you today, sorry. And thanks for joining me at this early hour in the morning. Enjoy the rest of your day. And, yeah, go for them. Go for that hard. No no, no mediocrity today. High levels today. High levels only. (laughs) Take care. It's been great to speak to you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for watching, folks. Whether you're watching now or later, really appreciate it. Please share, like, and subscribe. Much love.